0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Daring Dose, a podcast that provides practical tips and biblical strategies on how to live a healthy Christian lifestyle. Oh, oh, yeah. Each week, I will be delivering daring doses of God's Word to prune, prepare, and of course propel you into living sacred in a circular world, answering questions of faith, life, and culture, and also bringing people of faith to share their perspectives on contemporary Christian topics. Now, all you have to do is relax, get a cup of water, and I will take you on a fun field journey. You heard me right a fun field journey through the scriptures. I am your humble host, Peace George, and I am happy to serve. Hey, 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 how y'all doing? Mm -hmm. So good to be back. It's been a minute. What's up, what's up? Today, I want us to talk about divine preservation. Divine preservation. Psalm 105, verses 14 to 15 says, He suffered no man to do them wrong. Yeah. He reproved kings for their sakes. He reproved kings for their sakes, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Touch not my anointed, do my prophet no harm. You know, usually when we talk about this scripture, we use it just for the ordained pastors and reverends and you know all these people i'm talking about our christian leaders but really we all are god's chosen we all have been chosen by god praise god what is preservation preservation is the act of keeping or protecting something or somebody from loss danger or even harm now, I don't know about you, but hey, bro, hey, sis, I have experienced divine preservation. It's so super. I've experienced this. I went to a tough school where, you know, cold boys were coming to the school, shoot people. And we would come out of our classes. Sometimes we wouldn't even know they've been there. We wouldn't even know. Sometimes, you know, it's the the, the the bus you want to take you wanted to take. And then you just make, make a last-minute decision not to take that bus or cab or taxi. And then you know, you just hear that something's happened. And there was there'd been an accident. You know, as God's children, he has different ways of preserving us. I, I don't want you to get so used to this divine preservation that you think it's available to everyone. No. It's only available for His chosen ones. God is always in, is always interested in our welfare. He loves us so much. And so, you know, when you're living uprightly, you're always dwelling in His presence. You are his chosen one i would say to people that the easiest way to enter into god's divine preservation is always being in his presence the bible says that in His presence there is fullness of joy at his right hand there are pleasures evermore okay so it means that you live in the world what you're experiencing is pleasure why because the lord is shielding you constantly from the pains amen kind of like you being in a cinema okay and you have this shield that only gives you a view a particular view that's the one in front of you now that does not mean that that is the same thing the other one uh, the other person on your right hand or your left hand can see okay so you have this scene where it's a whole garden and on the right side of the screen you have people being killed in that garden on the left side of the screen you have people being you know battered but right there in front of you because you've got a shield on you can't see the side of the screen that people, these evils are being done you can only see that main place which is the garden and you just see the garden you say oh this garden is beautiful It's because that's the view that you have. The Lord shielding you from seeing those evils. And so when we say the Lord is our shield, you have a picture of what it is. The vine preservation. So good, so great. A thousand may fall at your right, ten thousand at your left, but it shall not come near you. Divine Preservation. Just look at Isaiah, the book of Isaiah 65. Isaiah 65, verse... I'm going to start reading this from verse 11. Now let me bring it down, okay? Verse 13. Verse 13 says, My servant will eat, but you will go hungry. My servant will drink, but you will go thirsty. My servant will rejoice, but you will be put to shame. What am I saying? For every joy that you have, it's not a common one. You only have it because you are God's chosen one. Okay? Because you dwell in his presence. And so you have access to pleasure not pain in verse 14 he says my servant will sing out of the joy of their hearts but you will cry out from the anguish of your heart and wail in brokenness of spirit so it means that while you have joy it's not a common thing And this is what we do in Christendom. We get so used to this grace that we have. The grace to be God's chosen. And we forget to be grateful because we think everyone is having it easy. No, not everyone is having it easy. While you're rejoicing, some people are being put to shame. While you are singing and your heart is crying for joy, some people have anguish in their hearts and they're wailing in brokenness of spirit. Woo! Glory! Day and night, every second of the day, we as the children of God enjoy divine preservation. Look at Isaiah 65 verse 17. It says, See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. This is for his chosen. God is preserving your mind in a world full of confusion and craziness. He is preserving your mind. And so you have sound mind, but look around you. What you have is a testimony. Because it is in common. While you rejoice, there is weeping around. You are God's chosen, the preserved. And I just want you to be grateful for it. Don't commonize God's care for you. Don't commonize God's, you know, God's love. Don't abuse it. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful that when others say there's a casting down your testimonies, that there's a lifting up. Be grateful. You know, this divine preservation, I have experienced this also. While I was growing up, I remember my mom had to travel and I I had to live with my brothers. They were young too. You know, there was this time, they, they brought girls home and Every night I would shout, I would scream that no, you can't let girls sleep in this house. You have to leave openly. We have to do this, do that. And my brothers, you know, they chased me out night after night. They chased me out, and I never shut up. I just continued. The following morning, you know, this family friend of ours would bring us, would bring me home, tell me to beg my brothers out back, then. and then you know another day girls will come and i'll start over no you cannot do this no you can't do that this i kept going on and on about it and then they would chase me out again but it never occurred to me never for once did it occur to me that being chased out at 11 pm 12 am was dangerous i just wanted you know i never kept quiet i kept telling them the truth about the situation you can't i told those girls go back home i was bold i was confident but god preserved me from that danger and so one day when i was all grown and save in china <laughs> excuse me one day when i was i was all grown i already had four kids as an adult I sat in a place where so many people were talking about um, traumas and, you know, what they've been through, how much of this and that they had experienced. And I had never sat down to actually think about things like that. And it occurred to me that God indeed really preserved me. I was about 14 or 15 when my brothers would were chasing me out. I think 14, 15, 16, it went on and on My like God, Every night I was being chased out of the house. And I would walk 20 minutes to this new site where, you know, our family friends lived. In the dead of the night, I would walk alone in that bush. He preserved me. It didn't even open my thoughts to the danger of it. Because if I thought of that, I would have kept quiet at home. I would have just let my brothers do what they were doing. Whatever. I was shouting, I was screaming, I was, you know, saying all these things. You can't bring girls. home. Oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. And night after night after night, God preserved me. Never did I have a sense of danger. He preserved me. And this is what God does for us. He preserves our souls. Because you're having it good. Does not mean others are. Be super grateful for God's divine preservation. Be super grateful for the things that you are seeing in is not the same things that other people are seeing. Do not see those people who are, compl- you know, who are talking about how bad this nation is, blah blah blah, has been weak. No, it's God that has been your own strength. The rates of suicide, suicide has gone up. Things are crazy out there, but the Lord has been shielding you from those things, keeping His word over you his promises over you you know it's funny how we started this when the bible says even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death we all walk through the valley of the shadow of death we all do believers unbelievers we walk through the valley of the shadow of death the difference that it makes the difference that is there is that god is with us and so we are comforted by him Kind of like you going through the fire. But you know, you're chilling because it felt like AC. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Glory to God. You're going through the fire and people are wailing. It's hot in here. And you're just saying, oh, yo, bro, I'm just chilling. I love it. The weather is sweet. The weather is perfect. But that's because God is in your boat. Because God is rocking that boat for you. And because he's rocking it, you don't know that you're in the middle of a storm. Be grateful. Be super grateful. And whatever you do now and always, thank God for divine preservation. And for those who are having it really badly, pray for them. Pray for them. May the Lord bless you. May he honor you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. And my prayer for you is that the Lord open your eyes to see that what you have is divine preservation and that you will be grateful for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that this seed will germinate in the hearts of your people. And Lord, their lives will be transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed that. Brought to you from the throne of grace and I'm just your delivery man today. Now to connect with us, please check us out on Instagram at the Doze. on Facebook at The You can also get some more words from the scripture takeaway on YouTube. Thank you and God bless you.